All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Esterbro TV podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Maddie. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Esterbro TV podcast. For those who have subscribed, downloaded, and streamed for us, we're only getting started and we're just beginning the gravy and the very best as we head into the holidays. Uh, across the airwaves, all the way in New York, is the one and only TV, ladies and gentlemen. Say hello to the people, TV. Hey, everybody. Steve here, checking in from New York. I want to thank every single one of the 100 people that downloaded the episode. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. By the way, the gravy pun, top quality. I like the gravy pun. That was good. That was perfect. I hope everybody had a great, a great Thanksgiving. Good to be here. What do you got, Jaime? Salutations, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for uh, all the subscribers. All thanks for the 100 people that, you know, subscribed, actually paying attention to us. Uh, give us a couple minutes, or not a minute, give us a little bit of time. We'll probably send you, everybody, a personalized note card and all that. So, uh, thank, once again, thanks again, and a uh, good show tonight. My man said salutations. That's <laughs> great. Put that on a shirt. Hey, man, I, I got I to gotta come up with, like, a new one every time. That's last, a, time, last time I was like a 10 uh, cent word for Jaime. Yeah, yeah it a 10 is. cent hey. word. That is. Yeah, we learn a new word every day. There you <laughs> go. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Because last time, last time it was uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, hello. Please. And I got to switch it up. Never let that die. No, I'll, I'll switch it up. Never let that die. I'm never. You, you are Senora Doubtfire. Yes. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> you know. I've been blessed with a new nickname, <laughs> Senora Doubtfire. Put it in the notes. Oh, no. <laughs> My goodness. So, yeah, that was a good week. We, um, we've we only been on for two weeks, two episodes, and already 100 streams. And that's why we have the big thank yous to everybody. And uh, that's, that's who I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for all of you. And um, that's, that's what went down. Uh, how was everyone's Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was great, man. I got to tell you. I'm very thankful for the hundred people that downloaded them, especially my mother. I love her very much. She made a great Thanksgiving dinner. It was, I, you know what? It was funny, man. We were sitting around the table this week at our you know, Thanksgiving. And I feel like since the pandemic hit Thanksgiving for me, at least was one of the most normal days of the year. So it was nice Just food. That's hilarious. Yeah. Right. I know. I know. Cause uh, quarantine Thanksgivings can be interesting very as interesting. I've, yeah. as I've heard. But uh, mine was very low-key, not a lot to write about. I, uh, I enjoyed the last hike of the winter season, probably, because it's getting ready to start getting really cold here. And, uh, yeah, another week at work. You know, just busting my hump, trying to find people their dream homes, man. That's it, man. That's all you got to do. And a uh, special shout-out to uh, our international listeners. I know, for one, we got my cousin in Spain. Shout-out. And I don't know who was from Ireland that was tuning in, but shout-out to you as well. And uh, let's let's make Estebro TV go all the way World Cup style. I want every country to have us. <laughs> that's Matt's mother's brother. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, man. Yeah, we're, we're international yeah. now. We're international. We're international. In national waters right now. Worldwide. Worldwide. If you're a Fitzgerald, if you're, a Fitzgerald you're gonna get free stuff for Estebro TV. <laughs> Send, find us on Twitter and say you're a Fitzgerald, and we'll make it happen once we get the yeah. march rolling out. Send us your twenty-three and me. Yeah, Jaime, did you did you celebrate Thanksgiving? 
I did. I um, it was obviously it's a quarantine one. It was small. Um, you, you know, like you said, usually, um, it's an American holiday, right? So that's something that I once I moved here, you know, you started doing it every year. And then one thing that I uh, noticed is that I have usually around this time of year for Thanksgiving, I have a bunch of family members who come from Ecuador. And I used to believe it was because they miss me and they want to come see me. No, it was because they want to go to the Black Friday deals. And I don't blame them. They literally come here like they you should see like you, people come to United States to visit. They plan out park visits. They plan out destinations that they want to go. My family will plan out a whole day in a mall and say, we're going to hit this store. We're going to hit that store. We're going to hit this store, that. And you should see the amount of stuff that they buy. Like, seriously, I've never had I, I've never had question the economy until this this year when they didn't come i was like are we gonna make it are we gonna be in shambles <laughs> what's going on here but no, it was good alone, huh? yes just by, by themselves you should see they come no luggage at all like they buy luggage here to take for all the stuff they come here empty-handed and they just like like they ramsack us <laughs> dude i see it i see it up here all the time in new york yeah. like especially in the city and then even some of the outlet malls up upstate by me Oh yeah. You see these people who are walking around with luggage luggage with the tag still on it and the luggage is filled with shit that they just bought. They just and, bought. And listen, a lot of the stuff either they can't get in wherever country they're oh, from. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. It's 10 times the price. So oh, it yeah, makes of course. sense. Yeah, you know, I get yeah. Like you see, that's that's why I said like tomorrow is like a Disney World to them. They don't want to go to parks. They just want to <laughs> go and buy stuff. <laughs> like they they park is like I, I really I really want to make a business adventure and just have like a map full like a mall and be like, hey. I'll be your tour guide. I'll be the dude, you know, with the real Brazilian flags and, uh, and like the theme parks and walking around. That's going to be me. You're like, all right, so we're going to hit Coles. And after Coles, we're going to go to Marshalls. And for Marshalls, we're going to go Beth, Bath, and Beyond. All right? And then we're, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break the, at Auntie Anne's. We're, we're going to hit the slide, go down to Auntie Anne's, and then go across the way to Toys R Us real quick. That's and it. This is and it's going to be quick and easy. Neighbor that gets lost, just look for the flag. It's going to be like... Well, a really big flag, obnoxious flag. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, it's always tall. It's always tall. It's hey, always yeah. tall. You know what's funny is how they incorporated that into uh, music festivals. Mm -hmm. Oh how yeah. To your, okay. How to find your friends when you're. Uh, I mean, like, hey, if if the tourists did it, then you know that's how uh, messed up Americans that music. Because they're going to be able to track all their friends. Exactly, and we're going to steal it. If immigrants do it, we're stealing it. No, Americans stole it back, man. That's, oh, that's how hey, it happened. Like boy. everything else in American colonialism. Hey man, about time. Nothing says Thanksgiving like taking it back. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. So, hey uh Maddie. Yeah. You look quiet over there. Oh. How was your Thanksgiving? You want to know how my Thanksgiving was? I did ask. All right. Buckle up, kids. Wait, really? And gentlemen, buckle up, buckle up. I'm in an office chair. You want me to buckle up right now? Yeah, I know that they make race car uh, office chairs now. So. I'm locking my wheels. And beds. I'm locking and my beds. Wheels. Race car beds too. Absolutely. With radios and everything. Let me grab oh, yeah. my beverage. Let me gra grab my beverage for this one. You, you take that beverage. <laughs> you take that beverage. Oh, you, you have the last of the Baja Blast. The Baja Blast, baby. You gotta have it. <laughs> hey. Another resource America's running out of. Nectar of the gods. It's not, it's well, not Baja Blast if it's not, it doesn't have tequila in it either. I'm just saying. That's also true. Yep, just saying. You, you are not wrong. I know I'm not. Why, why, are, you why are you yelling? Why are you yelling? 
Why are you yelling at me? Why are you yelling at me, Amy? <laughs> All right, kids. Let me tell you about one of the worst Thanksgiving experiences that I have endured for the first time in a while. I promise you, the events that took place at this get-together my family attended on the holiday were so bad that you felt like you were in a sitcom. As crazy as the evening felt, it was too good to be true that this all happened, especially on Thanksgiving. In short, let me first explain a small background for the setting for our listening audience. My mother has the knack for making close ties with her hairdresser. Always has been one of her best connections in friendship for the longest time. My mother's hairdresser, who will not be named for obvious reasons, is probably a little crazier than my mom could handle for her age. To add a broader character detail to my mother's hairdresser, she is Italian, not Italian-American. She was born and raised in the country of Italy. I don't okay. know if she's been here, but she is full-blooded Italian. Okay, okay, got All right. All right. So okay. of what was heading into merging my family, which is a bunch of American mutts, with an Italian family for Thanksgiving gave me the impression that there was going to be a fun and pampering evening for a holiday dinner. Yeah, lots of food, lots of wine. Exactly. Good times, good times. Exactly. Right. In addition to why we were doing this, normally we spend the holiday season with my grandfather, who's a snowbird, and is usually in Florida until spring. We've been spending our holidays there since we've been Florida natives. We've been doing <laughs> holidays uh, in South Florida for a long time because that's where my grandfather stays. And because of that, dinner is always taken care of on his behalf. So my family um, has gotten used to the fact of not cooking Thanksgiving dinner for a long period of time. So uh, please, audience, I want you to keep that whole aspect in the corner of your mind while this story is unraveling. This is not his parents' fault. It's not. Okay. Maybe 10%. Okay, okay. fair enough. We could, we could probably uh, let the audience decide what percentage of my parents' fault this is as we go down. Um, COVID still takes 100% of the responsibility of this because I'd be enjoying Bloody Marys and dirty martinis by the dozens and not uh, giving a shit about anything, uh, especially dinner-wise, if okay. it didn't ruin this. So thank you, COVID, for ruining my holiday experiences. Yep, I'm with you, so, fuck COVID. Right, yeah, it sounds like, sounds like COVID just brought like a bucket of fried chicken to Thanksgiving instead of a turkey. COVID struck back and hard. <laughs> Arrive at the host house around, it was around halftime of the first football game. Uh, so that was probably around 2.33 o'clock in the afternoon after being told that we were supposed to get there at one. Okay. The trait in my family that we show up fashionably late to any event. If you know me personally, then I am notorious for doing so myself, just like as I did for this podcast this evening. <laughs> the idea you know, so, you know, you know some some people just call that not being punctual 
Yeah. No. You, you, okay. You're not fashionable. Let's be honest, no. man. You're not fashionable at all. Not really. I'm a I love how he says an hour and a half, fashionably late. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that traffic is bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only one would know. Traffic came out of nowhere. The right. idea for this early arrival was for us to enjoy like a late brunch, maybe a extended appetizer, you know, before dinner was being served, right? Um, the impression that we had for our host is that we would have everything prepared for us. And it would be very easy for us to set up our food that we brought. However, this was not the case. The food that was being served for this quote-unquote long appetizer as guests arrive was seafood and when i mean seafood i'm talking shellfish we're talking crab legs and whole shrimp the unfortunate side is that they were already cooked to shit to begin with i mean already overcooked the seafood to begin with and i mean it could have still been savageable if you put it over a bed of ice but did these people do it no they did not they thought it was a good idea to throw fish back in the oven, warm. So not only are you making your house smell like shit, but you're throwing fish back into the oven. Man. <laughs> that is not the tip of the iceberg. Of That's a great way to start, though. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. So, so not even the smell. The, so the whole smell is going to be lingering around the household while you're eating. And they just decide just to put it back in the oven and be like, you know, we got sizable. We'll Thank you know. God there wasn't that one uncle walking around the house saying, hello, ladies. <laughs> hello, so ladies. Wait, I do have, I have one question. Yes. You said your parents were preparing food also, right? Mm-hmm. What were they bringing? Uh, we were responsible for um, the actual turkey with fixings. Oh, you had the bird. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into that. Okay. All right? Okay. Oh, all right. All right. I proceed to introduce myself to the host family who has hum- humbly invited us for the dinner this evening. The husband of the home is a very well-mannered gentleman. He happens to be a fighter fighter in the Greater Tampa Bay area. He has designed his pool deck in his house to be a party hub. He's got a nice. on one end. And he's got an outdoor bar. That's a pretty swagged out bar. Nice. Dripping. And he mentions that said bar has a keg with beer caps. Oh, wow. And I heard him say that. I turned to my parents and I said, well, if you need me, you know where to find me for the remainder of the evening. As he led me to the bar where I poured myself beers for the majority of the evening. Little did I know, I was already setting myself for failure by positioning myself by the bar for the majority of the evening. The host, hairdresser, comes out to dictate who has arrived to help organize her party a little bit. She herself is still getting ready when she was supposed to be ready for this party by one (laughs) o'clock. Go to my parents and then to me. My mother swears she did not say this, but I recall her saying, and you remember our bartender from our parties as I'm meeting the host. Wow. <laughs> from our parties. Your mother said Without that? Without hesitation. <laughs> Your mother said that? My mother swears she didn't the day after. 
Of course, in the heat of everything, you could always deny, deny, deny. Mother, I love you. I recall you saying this because- That's tough. Does not hesitate and says, yes, I recall him making wonderful beverages from your parties in the past. Do you mind making me a drink? And so this woman requests one of my famous signatures with a margarita. She also insists me to take one for myself. Make sure you didn't poison it. I wish I did poison it. I wish I did. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. She drinks my first drink so much. She then requests me to bartend for the party for the remainder of the evening. That's a hell of a drink. You messed Home. up. That's a Who hell of a drink. not met nah. me who are extended friends and family of TV and Jaime here. I used to be one of the baddest bartenders in the game. In fact, if TV and I were millionaires already, we would have, would have opened our own bar in New York and we would do nothing else. Says you. Well, we would also make it a brewery. It's and cold as shit outside. No. And we know how to make hot beverages. Stop it. Anywhere but, anywhere but New York, please. Anywhere so, but New York. So fine. We're in Tampa. Fine. We're we'll coming back in here Tampa. and do it in okay. Tampa. Yeah, you, me- yeah you, me- you messed up, though, buddy. As a former bartender myself, if I go to a party, the last place I'm walking is by the bar. The last place I'm walking. I don't even want to be associated with the bar. I, I am a creature of habit. Aren't we all? I am a creature of habit. Aren't we all? The thing is... <laughs> love being by the bar i got you i can't help myself you're a product of the environment that's i i am a product of the environment you are absolutely right i may so you started so so, so now you're the bartender of, of thanksgiving i have gone from enjoying myself casually to working the bar for the remainder of the evening even though it was inevitable that everyone was going to have some of the best drinks of the COVID season, a storm was brewing for what was approaching to what dinner was going to be. More guests arrived for the evening. It's not that Italian Thanksgiving, quote unquote, that I was holding an expectation. No, there were more family and friends that were pretty much of all nationalities and cultures. So this was okay. be a very ethnic mix. Hey, United Nations meal. United Nations meal. Absolutely. Okay. Everyone is coming to me for drink orders because of the wonderful host saying that I am making the best drink she ever tasted in her life. In a matter of hours, I have single-handedly taken over this party by mixing and pouring alone, which I could always take to be the well-liked guy, whether that over the hated guy at a party by just by mixing the right drinks. Of course, my number one fan at the bar happens to be my father. Okay. <laughs> In all party scenarios. And he's having a blast because he is drinking Rock's Pour Spiced Rum all night long. And this ended up, TV, to be one of those instances of sweetness to your weakness. <laughs> of exactly what happened. 
because my father was feeling himself as the evening progressed, but it still goes on. The first strike on the host family, if we are counting it in umpire baseball rules, kids. Okay. The first strike that I can call on the host for the evening is not having a full bar stocked and ready to go for the night. They had a keg, they had a wine, a rack of wine, chilled wine for days, but no topped off booze. What was the first thing to run out? Vodka. Always is. By mentioning vodka, <laughs> vodka happens to be my mother's favorite drink. And by the time my mother arrives at the bar and I say I have no vodka left over for her, she is starting to get annoyed. Uh-oh. She decides to drink wine for the remainder of the evening, but this is not the primary reason why my mother just starts to get pissed off. Going back to my father. <laughs> okay. Who has finished three drinks before I did the bartender courtesy to tell him to please slow down. Please slow down. My father was carving said turkey later. Your dad's a legend. Oh man. Beer in hand? Carving it beer in hand? For the remainder of this podcast. We are not worthy. My father is known as Esto Legend. For <laughs> we are not worthy. Esto Legend. The Esto Legend. Esto Legend is <laughs> dad. the man. Wait, so your dad smashed three doubles and then was going to cut the bird after? Um, that's not all he had. Man, if he had a, he had a drink in his hand carving warning, it. When I tell him that he should slow down because rest assured, he's going to be fine. He's going to be game day ready. He's going to be fine. Put me in, after, coach. I'm ready. Put me in. After his fourth, I said, I don't think it's best until you cut the bird. And he just continues to say, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Legend. My father reaches the point where my mother likes to call this level my father hits party time. Okay. The legend comes out. My father is absolutely housed. Where I envy my father in this evening's series of events, my father timed his drinking strategy so efficiently to the T, where he not only got wasted, <laughs> he blacked out for the entire during dinner. No way. On how Yo. this is because I know a lot of millennials, even the generation before us, oh man, <laughs> would love to figure that whole science out to the T to avoid all small talk at dinner. He did this oh, perfectly <laughs> to make sure that he could avoid that entirely. Just saying, Jaime, write this down. Yeah. First guest has to be Matt's dad. Oh, yeah, it's it's gotta gotta be be uh, after that, yeah. I'm Matt's sold, dad. man. I'm sold, yo. After that, we're going we're gonna to give him his own chair. I'm bringing my own microphone for him. Like, listen, 
This man's gonna have like a throne. This man's like legend status already. <laughs> Yo, for real, we're not worthy, man. We're not worthy. Wait, wait there's more. There is absolutely more. Oh, oh shut yeah. up! <laughs> because we're only on strike one. Oh, the host. Oh, this continue, is strike continue, two. Continue. How everything was being prepared for the dinner was almost a complete nightmare. For starters, the host was more focused and determined with entertaining her guests rather than prepare the sole purpose that everyone was gathered for, Thanksgiving dinner. The host is having a merry time partying and drinking with friends and family, where my mother is left in the kitchen preparing practically everything for the evening. As stress levels continue to rise for her, she begins to get everything prepared from our contribution and demands my father to arrive and carve the turkey. Arrive. My father, <laughs> who is in party time mode, proceeds to mutilate the bird worse than a horror movie slasher film. I've never seen more inaccurate cuts in my life. Of course, I must contain myself from roasting my father because my mother is starting to boil over. Yelling at me that I overserved my <laughs> and he shouldn't have another drop. The blame's on you. <laughs> it's not the fact my mother was right. That's <laughs> the legend drank an entire bottle of rum at this party. Legend. Fucking I love you, Dad. You Fucking legend. What a legend. He's a man. What a legend. <clears throat> now, where the hosts earn strike three and strike out for the set event of Thanksgiving dinner is how they serve dinner on their own behalf. Because it has grown clear to my family that we outclass the hosts for several reasons. And I have them right here. <laughs> so this strike three is like two foul balls and in the initial strike. So right. one, we prepared more food than the host did. Yes, you heard that correctly. A bunch of American mutts made and prepared more food than an Italian family did. You're For joking, a, right? Fake of news. a large group Fake of news. people. It Fake was going to learn that we brought more food than the hosts made. Despite being held responsible for the turkey and the fixins, this isn't even the worst part. Foul tool. It is known that the Italians make lasagna for Thanksgiving. Right, TV? Dude, don't tell me. <laughs> don't, don't, dude, don't you even dare. This family made one. I cannot stress this enough. That is probably the worst lasagna I have ever tasted in my life. It's a meat cake. It's a meat cake. The pasta was overcooked. The cheese had a weird texture. And this was made with a white sauce instead of a red, which did not complement the dish. Is this the Twilight Zone? <laughs> you have got to be shitting me, right? Listen, I love how you were telling this story like a Greek epic and everything, but you're shitting me, right? Yeah. No, I'm the not... lasagna was bad? 
the lasagna. The, the lasagna, the, the white the sauce. Lasagna I what, 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 and white I, sauce? I'm not trying I'm not to be crucified. Right I'm not trying to be crucified right now. I'm not the biggest lasagna fan. I don't like baked pasta. I like it, you know, fresh served with, you know, gravy, all that jazz. This was the worst lasagna I have ever had, ever. So my 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 Italian grandfather is rolling over in his grave right now. You understand that, right? What you're you telling want, me right you now. Want, you want your Italian grandfather to rise from the grave? This the kicker is, I've never encountered Italians who cannot cook. They ruin shellfish, and they ruin their pasta dinner, and that that is that is the worst part is that they cannot cook. Wow, our our Italian fan base Listen, right now is just. I got going a down. lot of text messages right now. Going down. People with a lot of vowels in their last names, and they are not happy. And they're speaking with their hands, and they're mad. We need addresses. I got a bunch of Kekato fives right now in my in my inbox. It's not cool. We need to know where these people are. All right. I my, Itali- my Italian grandfather might be rising from the grave. He might be halfway there already. <laughs> this, this I cannot believe what you're telling me right now. First of all, this this sounds like a this sounds like a sitcom. You were right. It, it does. It, it sounds does. like an episode no of TV. Sure you, you can't write that, this shit. How do Italians not cook enough? We, like when you hear Italian families eating dinner and stuff, I, the what the thing that There's I always picture. Uh, yeah, the thing that I always picture is like a fucking five course meal at least. Like, I don't know why about it's everything. Five courses is light. Yeah, that's what I say. That's the starter. Like, that's like that's like we we we're, we're cooking, and last minute. But here's five course meal, and it's like oh, heavy. you want to hear it's last heavy. minute? You want to hear last minute? Because here's the part. Are you ready? I am. Here's here's how they earn strike three. Oh man, we were held responsible for bringing the turkey mm-hmm. and pretty much the side dishes with it mm-hmm. um remember when i said the host did not prepare well for this party she yeah. wasn't even dressed <laughs> that's that's exactly right she should have to cook first but that doesn't need to be nor there god damn let me back up a little bit <laughs> most families they either have turkey or ham or both in american culture for those who don't like turkey right yeah yeah so they were going to purchase ham. Mm-hmm. Guess who forgot to buy the ham? Uh oh. What like what is this? What like who are these people? At this point, I was with you. That's, that's, that's not the best part. That's not the best part. What's the, the best part? Does this get any worse? Would you guys go to McDonald's after? The hilarity for it is that they were looking for said ham mm-hmm. the Wednesday before. I'll get the fuck out of here. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Hey, man. I, I was making fun of someone bringing fried chicken, a bucket of fried chicken over. But at this point, I think that would have, like, saved the whole party. It <laughs> like, would have hey, saved the party. I got the bucket it of chicken. <laughs> the party. You guys should have gotten uh, the party box from Taco Bell at that point. I mean, got- I mean shit, I, at this I, point, I, man. I wish we get- did. Anything. Anything would be better. That's I mean, funny. like, th- this is how you earn horrible hosts of the year. If you just don't come prepared and you don't have everything ready. I mean, my mother slaved over a side dish, okay, that would have complimented the ham. It was pineapple casserole. It was oh, wow. Just- Sounds good. 
It was delicious. It could have been a dessert, an appetizer on crackers. It was awesome on ham that we bought the next morning at the goddamn grocery store. It would go down good with the room. Probably ham super cheap. Ham was not there. Yeah, Probably super would. cheap. <laughs> Pineapple casserole will go good with the room. God, <laughs> yes. Legend, yes, legend. Can we, can we get can we get the confirm, confirmation from the legend? Would it go good? Would it go good? With the, with the room, he probably would have blended it together himself. Hey. <laughs> Overall, aside from the comedy of errors, this was probably the least appetizing Thanksgiving dinner I have ever had. I am not throwing shade at the host family entirely, but I do not think this was my father's best work at preparing and serving a turkey. <laughs> to my I guns. Mean- and started my vegetarian diet again for November because the side dishes were more appetizing than the main dish. That's how you know your Thanksgiving is bad. Anyone (laughs) saving any leftovers from this dinner, that this was a disaster of a Thanksgiving dinner. So as dinner concludes for the evening, I thought the worst was over. Oh man, (laughs) there's more. Get to have dessert, which was I, I was anticipating to be another nightmare my father coming through from dinner (laughs) Els takes me aside he goes I want everything ready to go in less than 30 and I'm like okay good say less my dad is my dad is full my dad is inebriated he wants to have his Thanksgiving coma that's that's what I'm under understanding this was the exact ticket for the escape plan from this shit show, okay? So I'm busting my ass by gathering the dinner accessories, coolers, everything that we had, that we brought, okay? This whole process takes the time frame that my father requested. Unfortunately, the next event of the evening the host wanted to do was karaoke. Oh man. Of course, a group of drunk people only want to butcher songs on a holiday. <laughs> butcher songs. And that's how the evening the tur- concluded. The turkey wasn't enough. You butchered the right. turkey. You butchered the lasagna. Now you're going to butcher Freddie Mercury, too. What's wrong with you people? And that's, that's exactly how it was. Everyone right. at the party wanted to sing songs poorly. Not because they were drunk, because they, they were singing horribly. They sing poorly. This part of the evening was the only time I was able to turn my mother's evening around. Drunk or not drunk, I love karaoke. My family loves karaoke. We love music. But I wasn't having it this evening. I was tired. This was probably around like seven, eight o'clock in the evening. I woke up at five, six to help my dad prepare for the bird and shit. Uh, When I was younger, my mom, speaking of Freddie Mercury, uh, <laughs> she always loved it when I sang Somebody's to Love. And it was easier to hit the high notes before puberty. Um, my mother <laughs> begs me to sing this song, and I have to remind her, especially whatever state she's in, that I don't sing that song anymore. Where the point where my mother's about to lose it, I cave. And it's because I was uh, one of the very few who did not sing yet. I proceed to sing the song, Hard to Say I'm Sorry by Chicago, 
because I only sing three categories, power ballads, sad love songs, and hits from the 80s. Because nice. I, I, I aim to do one thing at karaoke, and that's to make people cry. Noise. <laughs> that's that's what happened. I brought the house down, and everyone stopped what the hell they were doing, and I moved my mother to tears. And it became and at that rate, I became the bartender who could sing. But I know everyone was being generous because I know what each uh, each and every one of them had to drink. Through through it all, as I reflect on this night over the weekend with my family, I found this evening to be more hilarious the more we thought about the events that occurred over the holiday. It does sound hilarious. <laughs> it was a Thanksgiving to remember. Great. For sure. For sure. For sure. Horrible dinner. I'm sure my mother has taken the valued lesson that doing dinner with another family is something she will never do again. I have had my fair share of Friendsgivings as well. Uh, my significant other knows that we will never hold one again because <laughs> we've seen some shit shows in our time um though i cannot say this was the worst experience this is definitely making the hall of fame of one of the worst holiday experiences i've ever participated in wow well now did you have a jar that said gratuity or tips anywhere near this those fuckers didn't want to t- you know what i i at the end of the night, one guy was like, what's your Venmo? And I just, in oh, the at least. Of my heart, I said, I couldn't do it. For at the, least. The at hobby. least. All right. You know, hey. You're a good guy. If anything, yeah, you're a good guy. Because if you're anything, you would have taken your parents out to Taco Bell or something. Be like, now let's have a Thanksgiving meal. Because right, exactly. <laughs> obviously we can't have it over there. <laughs> no, you're a great guy. I totally would take his money. I definitely would take his money. 100%. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. The next time I see that guy... Still sleep at night. He, run, he runs a tattoo shop in Atlanta. And the next time I see him, I'm like, hey, remember me? Yeah, you're giving me a discount on my fucking ink. Let's go. Let's go. He, he said... I even showed him what I wanted because we were talking ink when um, he mentioned he runs said tattoo shop. And, you know, we were pointing out each other's work. And um, he, he wants to do one of my next pieces. Um, so if you're listening, uh, my good friend who wanted to tip me, you are definitely giving me some sort of knockdown on the price, uh, especially if I drive my happy ass all the way to Atlanta for it. Yo, let me know if you're in Atlanta. Oh, Road yeah. Your, 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 uncle, your uncle set me up. I got, a lot, I got a lot of family in Atlanta. You let me know. I know. And then you're flying down. Yeah. Hi, mate. Put it on the board. Say less. Hot Atlanta. We're going to Hot Atlanta. Say less. God. That was Thanksgiving. Hilarious. <laughs> that was. How are you, how you going to be an Italian, legit, legit Italian born, right? Well, I don't know if raised over there, but at least born. Full time, not even Italian American. And not said, even be able to cook. Said person. Not even cook. To come from a town that makes a famous parmesan cheese wow. look all i'm saying is like you said that does sound like it almost could have been written for a sitcom right. hence my point we need we need pops on the podcast to validate the story yes i need i need a i need a, an eyewitness to these events and to ask your dad what his Don't, favorite you, spice you can't all get time. you can't get an eyewitness when pops admitted 
that he was out. He says to us the next day, did I take a nap during the party? <laughs> hey, the the legend the legend had its own fight with the turkey, so he, he was he was busy with his own thing. You just, my, you just, you just proved my point for me. We need him. We need him. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I gotta black right. out. <laughs> That's legend status. Did I take a, I take a nap? Did That's legend out? status. You're gonna black out in the middle of That's Thanksgiving. Hilarious. That is so yeah. you know not what? even it's your not family's the, house. Listen, You're invited. It's me. not the first time he's done it at a holiday. That's, That's a legend, man. Pretty spectacular. Oh, we we ate up a lot of time. We need to we need to get down to business. Let's uh, <laughs> take a trip down what's happened in current events and sports this week. We had probably one of the greatest fights that happened too little too late. But uh, for those who subscribed over the weekend, we had uh, Mike Tyson face Roy Jones Jr. uh, in an exhibition match, which uh, the result came to a draw. But if anybody who's a boxing expert will probably said Mike won more rounds than Roy did. The champ still got it. Despite the decision. The highlight of the evening isn't the fight. It's number one, Snoop Dogg's commentary. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest without a doubt. The greatest thing that has ever happened in existence. I mean, pre-fight, he's He's doing a small 15, 20 minute mashup of his hits, smoking. Oh, yeah. Of, of course, you know, everybody does their best work with performance enhancing substances. <laughs> PEDs. And I mean, Snoop, Snoop's best quote of the evening is like, man, it looks like I'm watching two uncles fight at the barbecue. I can, I can honestly tell you, watching the Yo. fight live, watching the fight live, and listening to him say that during the during the fight, I absolutely cracked up hysterically. Yes, because you, yeah, so, you can see it. So damn funny. Yes, it was so funny. It was so funny. It was crazy. Listen, Mike Tyson hasn't fought in almost twenty years, and he's fifty six years old. I don't care who you are. That's impressive. Yeah, the way that mm-hmm. guy looks. And same thing for Roy Jones Jr. Like Roy Jones Jr. hasn't fought in two years. I think he's in his early forties. So no, still there, super there's a four-year age difference. Four? That's it? Yes, sir. Really? Tyson was moving fast. Jaime, like, Jaime you gotta you gotta check up on that. Uh yeah, like, double but, double check that. Pull that up. The thing is, they like they barely missed each other in you know coming up pro. And Tyson was in his downfall when Roy was on his come up. Yeah, definitely. They they probably would have faced each other in their heyday had the bullshit did not happen. With would have, it would have been the biggest fight of all time. Probably. Even with Tyson at the end of his career and, like you said, Roy being in his early, in his early days, it would have mm-hmm. been the great, so, one of the greatest fights of all time. So Tyson is 54 years old. 54. Roy Jones Jr. is 51. Okay, so three years. You were right. Okay, so I was a little off on Tyson's too. All right, cool. That's super impressive. I don't care who you are. You can yeah, talk, that is you can talk about that how is impressive. there was that people there was people saying that you know they were they were told not to knock each other out. It was like it was a real exhibition. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. All I know is to see two guys in the ring like that, two of the greatest of all time, and no one ended up kissing the mat. 
I'm happy about it. I thought it was even, pretty cool. Even, even if they were told. The, math, though. Yeah. the, the most You know who kissed the mat, though? Hold yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Rest Here in we peace. Go. Rest Here we go. Peace. I'm gonna go Nate, take a nap, Nate. I'm gonna, hey, it's, it's get a little, I'm getting a little tired. I'm gonna go take a nap, Nate. The, the internet oh, remains what? undefeated. <laughs> within within an hour of Nate Robinson getting knocked out by Jake Paul, he was possibly one of the greatest memes that's ever been created. Then for, I, for, it, it, I gotta tell you though, memes to be created at the end of COVID. At the end of COVID, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here, here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. Can we please acknowledge? that his team had the boxing game from Nintendo. I forgot his name. But it's he had this dude with you green hair. Ty- the Mike Tyson game? Yeah, the Mike Tyson game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, the, his, his training crew had that mm-hmm. shirt, and they had the blonde dude laid mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. then I said, how ironic that at the oh, end yeah. of the night, we just switched characters. <laughs> you're the, you're but, on the floor now. Game over. That's I it. don't know who was training <laughs> Nate Robinson. Listen, I like Nate Robinson. I'm a fan. The fact that Nate Robinson is 5'9 and has won the NBA dunk contest three times, something no one else has ever done, is amazing. Great athlete. What a, like, right, to me, right. one of the coolest I'm characters a, in the NBA ever. I don't like to see anybody get laid out like that. I mean, it is fighting. I'm a fight fan. We all watch for a reason. But right. my man got slept. I mean, he was my boy. They were he, the, in broad daylight. But, but you know who the real, who the look, real look, people are. Look what they did to my boy. Yeah, exactly. Look how they massacred my boy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but you know who the real losers boy. are, right? You know who the real losers are in this, right? The nope. Knicks fans. <laughs> yes. Because he was man, rocking Knicks trucks. He was rocking the Knicks colors, and they're still taking L's without even playing. Yes. Yep. That. Yes. <laughs> that. Oh, I cannot wait to get. <laughs> oh man they're so still taking L's man that, this, that's the fan base that I actually like yo yeah, they're going to chase them. you out of New York my respect to them listen, man. I, listen, respect. Here, here's the thing here's the thing as we talked about on the show before I'm a diehard Miami Heat fan now living in New York for the last 8 years Madison Square Garden no matter what fan of basketball you are what team you affiliate yourself with Madison Square Garden is the mecca of basketball it's one yeah, of the most yeah, famous basketball is, yeah, arenas it's in the world it's a special place yeah. so when I got a chance to go see the Knicks play I went and I did usually when they were playing right. you know teams like Oklahoma City and you know teams yeah I yeah I went when they were right exactly um I did see one of Melo's last games in New York when he was when he was a Nick that okay. was really cool I yeah. saw him come back as an Oklahoma City player, which was cool. But the Knicks as an organization, man, feel Big bad. Yikes. Big yikes! Listen, <laughs> Big I have, I have, fa- I have, fam- I have extended family here that are like that are that are Knicks, Mets, and Jets fans, and I cannot tell you how bad I feel for them because it's, it, 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 they're just terrible teams, and it's like there's there's no. It's better, it's better than being a Yankees fan, so. Ooh, is that what we're yeah, gonna do? It's the evil empire. You're gonna get me coming in trouble. Back. You know that, the right? Evil empire's coming back, man. Listen, I'm trying to get you down here quicker than you should. Winners, I just saw a uh, winners here at snow. Hey, is snowbirds fly is south? Starting, for so you need to escape the winter and come back. They do. You fly south for the winter, Theo. You fly south. Fly home, baby. <laughs> fly, home. fly home, dirt bird. Fly home, dirty bird. Fly home. Fly home, dirt bird. <laughs> Oh man! So what else happened in sports? So Sarah Fuller makes history. Oh yeah, that's right. 
as the first woman yep. to play for a Power Five conference yep. in NCAA football for Vanderbilt University. Respect, yeah, respect. Big she, respect. She opened up the kickoff, and I believe she was a place kicker for uh, for the game. So um, good, good. Third third good. woman ever to play in a college football game, like Matt said, first. Yeah. In a power for power five team, which is a yeah. huge deal. Huge yeah, Vanderbilt. What do you mean? Really, it's huge. It's really big deal. Absolutely huge. It's it's awesome and it's good for her too. Good for her. I mean, listen. I don't know why more college teams don't do this, and I'm I wouldn't surprise me if we don't see it, especially with COVID going on. I don't why, why more sports teams should do this in general. Oh, you mean like Denver, who should have I don't know maybe asked a Denver cheerleader to maybe do something. I would have loved to see that. I don't want to see no da- no Denver Broncos cheerleader get tackled. I don't, but it would have been funny. I mean, they did try. They tried to get the assistant coach in there. I think they might have even got to try one of the uh, one of the vendors. You know, the guy that throws the beer. Hey. They were they they were they hey, had, somebody man somebody they got experience. Water boy. No water someone listen, someone in Denver has of, experience. Listen, at the end of the day, the Den- Denver got exactly what they deserved because if you're a quarterback and you're getting paid to play football, and you have to abide by code regulations just like everybody else, you should abide by them. I, I Honestly, I feel bad for the kid from the practice squad that they had to pull up to play quarterback. I good on him for doing it. Like, I know it was probably a long day for him, but mad respect. Mad respect. He went out there, and he tried. Like, he tried something. He at least tried he, to play. He tried he hard, and then he, he went home. my boy. Yeah, he, my boy. He, he tried hard and then he went home and see if his Madden score got updated. He's like, I'm a quarterback. They now. should give him five, they should give him five plus Madden points just for going out there. Just for that. He was like, <laughs> he's like, I'm a quarterback now. Player profile. I'm, yeah, a, exactly. I'm a quarterback now. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of massacres, since you oh. keep talking about Matt people massacre, my boy. Did you see Phil Mickelson single-handedly beat Peyton Manning and Steph Curry in golf? Hot Lair. Now, and Charles Barkley was there. Single-handedly. That, that makes it like what you're painting the picture of. I, I, it makes it look like Phil Mickelson is giving Charles Barkley a piggyback ride. <laughs> I mean, look, Ch- Charles Barkley's hey, golf swing. Hey, Chuck. Rings, Chuck. Rings, Chuck. Charles Barkley has fixed his golf swing. He hit a few shots, and I was like, wow, that is pretty. Very pretty. Peyton Manning can play golf, so can Steph Curry, but lefty is lefty. And he just lefty. did his thing. Lefty did his thing. And the other thing, I'm pretty sure that that is Phil's favorite course or one of his favorite courses. I think I remember one of the commentators saying something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was just beautiful. You have to do the research. I would bet my bottom dollar as he was a student at – you know what? No, I think they said the course was built after he went to uh, school at ASU. But – as somebody who always pays homage to his alma mater, I'm sure he's probably met the kids out there. Probably. Um, when you are, uh, I mean, he lives in LA, but right. he probably does frequent that course. I'm sure he does. Uh, Trash talk was hilarious. I heard Chuck likes playing that course, which is why he hit a lot of greens in regulation for like the first four holes maybe and then he did the you know fall apart quickly yeah 
at the end of the day, the, these match events are all for charity and they're all for great charities. I think this one, there was, it, it was, I believe for national uh, hunger food drives and historic black um, college universities. So like, it's all for a good cause to listen to these guys, like be like four guys that are just normal dudes playing golf shit, talking to each other. I think it's hilarious. I think they should do more of them. I, it's one of my favorite things to watch. I really, I love it. I think it's great. The best part is I think right around like hole four or five is when Chuck gets a call from the entire panel on um, NBA TNT. Oh yeah. With Ernie Sheck. And Kenny Smith. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and they're all just Kenny the Jets. Roast, they're Kenny they're the Jets roasting Smith. him. Oh yeah, of course. And Shaq does not let up when, oh. on the green putting just yelling noises in his <laughs> Did you see what Mickelson did? So so Chuck is is chipping from the rough trying to get onto the green, right? And Shaq is still chirping in Chuck's ear. So <laughs> Phil Mickelson goes in his pocket and pulls out a golf ball that he's got a picture of Shaq's face on the golf ball. And he puts <laughs> it in front of Chuck and says, here you go, Chuck, chip that onto the green. And Chuck just smacks the crap out of it. It was hilarious. Yo. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. And, Chuck's, and, and Shaq is dying at the whole time. It's too funny. So Ernie, Ernie, tell him, tell him. Rings, Ernie, rings. Rings, rings, Ernie. <laughs> tell him, Ernie. Oh, <laughs> uh, and as much as uh, we love champions, we do, um, we do want to pay tribute to one of the greatest uh, footballers in existence with uh, Diego Maradona. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Jaime, this is uh, this is your floor. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, you know, you know I me. Mean, I'm from South America, right? So we, I one thing that I always like to say is that we get to see the stars first before they go to Europe and they do their thing there. We get to see them first. Um, unfortunately, I'm I was young. I didn't get to see him live. Uh, but my dad, who he has a very good knowledge of soccer, like that's one of his passions. Like he knows about everything, players mm-hmm. from different eras and all that. And one thing that he, me, me and him always talk was that his player, and I can say my one too, is Pelé. He said, like, Pelé's the greatest player, but Maradona, he's a genius. Like, he didn't really like his personal life, but I was like, but like I said, I, like it's always like, and his personal life is his personal life, but I only care for the 90 minutes of magic that he was doing on the floor, and just seeing him, you know, in that World Cup in Mexico was against um, 19, uh, uh, what was it? Um, England. The famous game, mm-hmm. I guess, it was against England. It was fantastic. It was great to hand the ball. Obviously, you know, everybody know he touched the ball, but it was the fact that it was to Argent to Argentinians that game against England because they have a history with the Falklands and and all that. Yeah, that, that was you know it was important to them. So you you have to understand that uh, the movement or the the passion that when he died, he the whole country was grieving for three days. Yeah. Like he not not even there like the whole all around the world like everybody knew who he was the greatest player genius he yeah. did everything like it was it was crazy to see him uh, I know people have different opinions on first personal life and all that but you know right now I think we just gotta mourn that we did lose uh, a great one you know for the footballing world um, seeing the seeing all the great players Messi all these other players just paying tribute to him just shows you how much how how much of an impact he was. 
because all these kids, Messi and all of them, they said that when they were kids, they would see him on TV and they would go outside and just pretend to kick the ball like him or try to kick up free kick like him or run with the ball with him. Like he, he pretty much, he was the, the Messi of our time, I guess. He was like, everybody wants to be Messi. Well, Messi, his idol was Maradona. He wanted to be him. He wanted to play like him. No so just seeing that tribute it. there, yeah, seeing the tribute, it was great. And like I said, we lost a great one. So rest in peace. It's one of the greatest of all time. My dad's family coming from Greece were all big soccer players. And yeah, Seb said it perfectly. He was there, Messi. Exactly yeah. what he was. He was a genius with the ball. Yeah. Couldn't be yeah. stopped. And, you know, all my friends from South America all remember La Mano de Dios. But at the end of the day, oh, yeah. it happened. It happened. Yeah, and- but like I said, in – he still he still he scored a goal. Even was it was wait was say, it was it that game or was it the next game in that same World no, Cup where same he had one. the same game the, right? So he gets that one game. and then scores yes, the handball and then ar- arguably the greatest goal of all time. Oh yeah, greatest goal of all time. By himself, goal of the century, he took right? out the whole England team by himself. Incredible. Yeah, that's crazy. Incredible. Yeah. Rest in peace. The forever eleven yeah. for uh, football which is a yeah. huge, huge Like thing. the dream team of dream teams. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about like a fantasy team of soccer players and Pele is like one of your teammates. Okay. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I mean, of course. We're, like Maradona was just as big as Pele. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I said, um, you know, People, he may not have the same accolades, but, you know. Right. Pelé won three World Cups. Uh, obviously, Maradona. He, for what he did for Argentina, that was, you know, like he, one thing that I, I did notice um, when when I found out that Maradona did die, um, a lot of um, pundits and all that in Argentina, they were like people that are just doing a live show. You just see him crying, like, like live. They like, they didn't even like cut to a break. You just see him just crying, like. One of them, one of the most famous ones, literally said that soccer, the sport, has died. As soon as we found out that Maradona, that he's like, he was crying like uh, his, this man was like probably even older than Maradona. He was like he was an older gentleman, but he's one of those most respected ones in Argentina because he he knows he's been covering the sport. He he was crying. He was like, soccer died. Like the sport of soccer died when Maradona dies. Like, because nobody you know nobody was expecting that. And it just came out of nowhere. And... The sport lost. Yeah. A- True legend. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. We won't say that the sport will die. Um, no. Yeah. No. It's we're, it's grieving right now. Like I said, we. It's it's, it's mourning. Yeah. But, you know, he will not be forgotten. Oh no! Like I say, he's he's one of those players that everybody will talk about. Like people that born, weren't even born yet. We're like, yeah, I heard about this guy named Maradona, and he was he's up there with the greats, like the Mountain Rushmore. He's up. He's up there with them. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right. Enough enough sad news. Let's right. <laughs> to something that's probably exciting for everyone. There was news confirmed that the Doctor Strange director has confirmed that the original Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are now part of the MCU universe. Good news. At least something that was the reason why the Sony Spider-Man MCU Disney 
um, contract was being negotiated because they were trying to get those old films back into play, especially it's on Google. You can look it up kids that Toby and Andrew are confirmed for the Dr. Strange sequel. Yeah. And to reprise their roles as the Spider-Man, which could only mean that we're on the brink of having a Spider-Man multiverse film as the next Spider-Man movie. Who says no? That's good. Like, um... DC, you know, I'm a huge Batman fan, and I'm glad that um, DC um, is doing the same thing with Flashpoint, with um, to the Flash. They're going to have um, the 1989 Michael Keaton, Batman, Mike Keaton, the best, my Batman. They're going to have him appear, and then they're going to have um, Batfleck, Ben Affleck. Let's, uh, as let's the stay Batman. focused on the winners here, okay? Oh, right. And I'm just saying, hey, at least we're, we're finally on the same page with Marvel. <laughs> so I mean, it's been known for a while since Marvel's release, um, press release about what was it? I think seven or eight months ago when they announced, you know, after Endgame came out, they announced what the next stage of their releases was. So we know Doctor Strange Two is titled Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of in the Multiverse of Madness. So yeah, it kind of works perfectly. They you know get Spider Man back, and now you know with a multiverse movie. You can have as many Spider-Mans, as many Iron Mans, as many Hulks, as many Thors, as many Captain Americas as you want. I mean, why not? But like that's where I think the Do next you, So the you next think they're film, gonna go straight to a Spider-Man multiverse film? You don't think they're gonna use the Doctor Strange film in order that, to that's that's play. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure um I, I, I'm gonna have a lot of uh my Marvel friends bash me over this as well. But I really think that there's certain timeline angles that um, the MCU is going to take advantage of with this um, multi-universe direction by Doctor Strange. This, so, another reason why um, the Thor is changing hands to Natalie Portman, this is probably, and this is only because it's current and it's already still received a positive rapport, but Miles Morales is Spider-Man, as we know right now. Okay, we had mm-hmm. a Spider-Man game on the new uh, PlayStation releases. We mm-hmm. just had the Spider-Verse movie that killed as a cartoon even. But I'm pretty sure we're going to get a real Miles Morales yeah. in action introduced somehow, some way. I yeah, mean- look at uh, Donald Grover. Donald Grover, he was the portrayed as the uncle for Miles mm-hmm. Morales. He's in, supposed in, to be in the, the Prowler. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, and he was like way, supposed to be the yeah. uncle of Miles Ronsell. Like they, they already did the tie-in. The setup is you there. Just, yeah, they just got to work with it. If you Google Doctor Strange two right now, it, the cast will come up. Tobey Maguire, like 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 Esther Bro said, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield are up there. Just some other interesting shit. Ryan Reynolds is up there also. Oh, Deadpool. Oh, yeah, he's confirmed. My boy, my Tom, boy, Tom Hiddleston. Is also confirmed. So Loki's going to be in there somewhere. They, they could do whatever they want. It's a multi. This so, is this, this could be Marvel's next magnum opus right here. It yeah. really could be because you could now tie everything in. You've got all the properties you want, and this isn't coming out till 2022. So I'm assuming you could even get X Men stuff in here if you wanted to. So there's there's a 
small little softball pitch for those who have Disney Plus that there's going to be bits and pieces from WandaVision and Loki that are going to set this up. Okay. Elizabeth Olsen confirmed on the cast for Doctor Strange 2 also. Which so, is why the, the whole, you're, you're, even before the whole announcements, they were going to explain the bigger phenomenon on um, Scarlet Witch's character um, probably having a whole character developing thing with her being twisted because as you know from, she break yeah she breaks the whatever she was, she was anti-hero in in yeah. the mcu but mm. from the x-men persona which disney has acquired yeah scarlet which is a, she has a big presence in it yeah she has a big presence in that so this whole movie could even change elizabeth olsen's character bring the x-men in possibly be a villain and yes bring an x-men i mean i wait to see what they're going to do with the reset button with yeah not just x-men yeah. but with fantastic four oh yeah all those properties yeah yeah and so then, now uh the the spider-man is that a cameo or are they going to be like it's, in the it's movie? probably going to be a cameo, cameo? Gotcha. Here's, here's the thing like if you like i said if you google it right now the people that have name that have their, their their roles already cast on there is Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, Baron Mordo, Wong, Rachel McAdams' character, who is Doctor The Love Interest. Yeah, the Love Interest, and then um, Loki, Tom Hiddleston. Ryle Reynolds is on there, has no has no role, and neither does Andrew Garfield or, or They're Tobey gonna Mark. be like they're, they're most likely gonna be going different. Did I say Ronald versions. Reynolds? You said Ronald Reynolds. Hi. Ryan Reynolds. I am sorry. Ronald Please don't Reynolds. sue me. Ronald Reynolds. Please don't sue well, me. I'm look sorry. Look how you're massacring my boy. Look at <laughs> up. <laughs> God. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and like you said, with the X Men tie-in with uh, WandaVision and Scarlet Witch, it should be easy. It's possible. They can do anything they want. I man. mean, in the comics, in the comics, she had a big, a big role with the X Men in there. So, absolutely, I, I don't see why, why they wouldn't include it or at and least hint. Doctor Strange, the the first one was one of Marvel's best single character releases. Like, they've done big things with that with the, with that movie prior his involvement in in um, in the Infinity Wars, and now why not? This could be another one now with the addition of the multiverse. I can only uh, guys limit my excitement on to see who the next big build-up villain is going to be in phase. Um, I guess this is four phase four. No, so. it's past four, isn't it? No, Thanos wasn't four. I thought it was part of three. Hi, hi, let me pull that up. Thanos. Yeah, I thought it was part. Four. I thought it was phase it four. Like, like the end, like end game was. Sounds was like an STD. Thanos. Hey. Yes. Hey, it's the ESO in me. It's the ESO in me. Thanos? Oh, no. We're checking, right? To see that? Yeah, I'm checking. Yeah. checking. Uh, in the meantime, while he is researching that, um, tis the season. Uh, I'm sure people are Cyber Monday deal shopping um, as we record this before time runs out. Um, 
And we all have already talked about um, the new video game consoles that have dropped uh, this year. So uh, not to interrupt you, man. Uh, so Marvel Phase 4 is what I guess is the new. What what Happen Black now. Widow's going to pick up? Just say, just say I'm right, Jaime, and move on. Yeah. <laughs> so. please, please just say it. He'll never drop it. Please. <laughs> You're right. I'll be here for three more hours. <laughs> we'll be recording for three hours. I mean, we'll, we'll record three hours when we're talking about that. <laughs> Jaime quit the show. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Why do I have my producer leaving the show? All right. I'm just kidding. Do not leave me here with this idiot, Sebastian, please. <laughs> All right. Hey, so, I'm going to have dinner at, at Homegirl's house, <laughs> the Italian. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not. Apparently, no, you're not. <laughs> you're going to start a death. <laughs> you, better, you better have Mickey D's in the car, just in case. Right. Not kidding. Bro, leave a pub sub, in, leave a pub sub in the whip, just Something. in case. Something. Something. You, you said you were going to bring the colonel. Uh, bring yes. the colonel. We're going to have to. All right. Well, proceed, Matt. <laughs> um, so we talked about Miles Morales being one of the hot ticket games. Um, I'll, I'll tell you one game that piques my interest only from the campaign point of view. Um, I'm a nerd first before everything, and I love history. And one of the, I guess, historical games that are coming up from a fun twist point of view is Call of Duty Cold War, which is already sweeping um, sales. And I gotta tell you, TV, I have never, never have I ever bought or had the drive to play a Call of Duty game. Yes, we are going to crucify me later. Um, (laughs) If we, the only way I'm getting into Call of Duty is if, you actually break down to me some of the best games by their campaign. Like those, and, and that's what I want to play. I want to play the campaign. I don't care about the multiplayer. multiplayer? Okay. I want to play the campaign. TV, zombies? Please. No, uh, zombies gets old after a while. Oh, it does. It does. Hi, man. Right? I got you. Come so, on. welcome home, I, my boy. I want you to rank <laughs> the top five best COD campaign games go welcome home my boy welcome home so let me just start off by saying unlike esther bro i'm a lifelong fan of the call of duty series one of the first games i ever played on my original xbox it's the best first person shooter of all time in my humble opinion it's just the best i love multiplayer zombies is my is my mode i like i love what modern warfare 2019 did with warzone but if you want to know campaigns I'll give you campaigns. Top five, right? I'm going to give you two honorable mentions real quick. First one is Call of Duty 2. Okay? Throwback. Okay. okay. It developed on everything the original did. The original was groundbreaking. Call of Duty 2 was just more polished. Everything was better. Story was a little tighter. More realistic sounds, visuals. It was great. The second honorable mention, the last one, is the Modern Warfare 2019 edition from last year. The rebooted Modern Warfare. I love what they did with it. The game looked and sounded amazing. The story was great. My only complaint was too short. Campaign could have absolutely been twice as long. And I, I heard, I heard that one just it's very short, the, but it was very good. Yeah, people. It was lined up for that one. It was very good. Okay, top five. You ready? Number five spot, 
is Black Ops 2. Now, Black Ops 2 is interesting because Black Ops 2 is the first and really only time that Activision has successfully done a branching story campaign where your decisions actually matter with, on what happens in the campaign. Beautiful. It built on everything the first Black Ops did, and it's one of the all-time greats. Number four is Modern Warfare 2. Again, same thing. Has some really, really iconic missions, especially No Russian, which if you ever played is one of the craziest campaign missions yeah. ever. It's absolutely insane. The airport man. <laughs> it's absolutely insanity. And again, same thing. Came after the original Modern Warfare. Was cleaned up. Has some really iconic um, multiplayer maps in it also. But the campaign is fantastic. It's a little bit more action movie ish than one of the than the number one spot, which I'll tell you later. No people but, like that. It's yeah. It's it, 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 it that's, it's the video game. Yeah, it's it had its memes. It, it it spawned its memes too. Like Marie Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah, exactly. Ramirez, shoot, get that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like all all of the one with uh with the general as well. Like again, that side bit. I love breaking down historical context of memes. Just like, you know, we discussed earlier with, you know, Nate Robinson, mm-hmm. a new collection of memes. We'll have so, to do that. We'll have to. We'll have that, that's, that's the cool. history of memes. History of memes. Yeah, that'll definitely be something we got to do. History of memes is definitely an episode that we have to do. Yes. Love that. Oh, man. I would love to talk about the meme wars of the early times. Oh, man. Speaking Sign, of, me Sign me up. Speaking of, all veteran. speaking of meme wars. The number three spot is where the original zombie meme started, which is Call of Duty World at War. This was a nice a humongous nice moment for Call of Duty because this is Treyarch Studios' first take at a game. It's also the first time the zombies mode was ever entered in a game. As far mm-hmm. as the campaign goes, in my opinion, it is the best World War slash World War II era game that Call of Duty has ever made, period. Number two... Call of Duty Black Ops, the original. The first Matt, one, yes. if you yes. want to talk about putting story to history, this is Call of Duty Black Ops. This is what they did. Treyarch said yeah. with our second game, after the huge success of World at War and Modern Warfare 2 after that, they said, we got to come out with something amazing. We're going to take the Cold War era and the late Vietnam era and we're going to put our Cuban spin Missile on it. Crisis and all Cuban that. Missile Crisis, JFK, all that, all, of that, all that. Yep. everything. Cool. That's really I told, cool. I told you off air, does one of the zombie maps on the original Black Ops is At historically JFK, JFK, JFK Richard Castro, Nixon, Castro, and McNamara. Yes. Locked, in yes. locked in the Pentagon with zombies. Yep. You yes. can't beat it. <laughs> you can't beat it. You can't. It's that was not even getting into zombies things. Oh, just just for, for comic relief, great. it's one of it's one you of got the Castro and JFK yes. just Castro, JFK, Nixon, and McNamara. Yes. The character quotes are hilarious. Oh god. And you do and in the game I campaign, you it. you influence history. Now the number one spot is not going to soothe your history buff side it's not it's fine. I however just, I, like, I like i like this the story this is activision's magnum opus call of duty 4 modern warfare the yes. greatest of all time it's not close listeners i'm sorry if you don't like my opinion suck my ass i don't care call of duty 4 modern warfare is the greatest cod ever period I don't want to hear anything other than it. And zombies mode is my one of my favorite modes. It might be my favorite mode of all Call of Duty. 
but Modern Warfare's campaign was the best. All Gillied Up is my favorite mission of all time. I don't want to hear anything otherwise. It's the best. I highly recommend the remaster edition. It's amazing. But yeah. you want to know, that is the best campaign. It gets you invested in the story. The story is amazing. It's perfectly timed. You have a mixture of a mixture of action and stealth, and as far as realism goes, it doesn't get any better. It was Modern War. Yeah, it was Modern War, and I agree. I would have put maybe number two just because it's my favorite. But I agree with that list. That's that's a solid list. What was number two? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, what would be number two? Warfare. No, Modern uh, Warfare. Two would be either like number I'm number one, so it'd be like between uh, I just switch them over like oh Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare two okay yeah, gotcha. number two would be my number one just because it's my favorite but yeah that's that's a solid list so um, I was a dedicated Tom Clancy you know oh okay franchise player my favorite all time franchise being Rainbow Six mm-hmm. oh nice and I know you know people of all um, FPS um atmospheres and yeah they, they, yeah rainbow six they, much it was more tactical end up flocking yeah it was like call of duty comics. at some point yeah i like just like comics. i i was too wrapped up in halo at the time and you know and then i right around the time where cod was making its huge Presence. stage i was crawling back to nintendo mm. and just enjoying my safe space nintendo but that's that's what was interesting was call of duty one two and three were all very well received and were great games but we're still not getting anywhere close to the halo numbers or anything like that especially when halo 2 came out i'm telling you if you look at sales if you look at everything and personal favorites seb you're right it all comes down to personal favorites right right, my personal favorite is probably black ops just because of the zombies integration, yeah, I yeah. Lo- really do love that mode. But if you ask me what's the best, objectively speaking, it's Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. It is their magnum opus. Like it yeah, blew everything off the handles. Like that is when Call of Duty became like one of the monsters of the gaming industry is with that game. I, I love the list. I love the homework. Yeah. And I am so I, I know moved by it. And you know. You're, you're going to have to send it to me shorthand so I could definitely uh, start my way by playing them. Because as I admitted that I'm uh, a hipster as well, when I am a nerd, that I play things when they're, uh, well, not, not a season. <laughs> not not a, a season. season. Yes. I it's will funny. say I have not played Black Ops Cold Wars campaign yet. I do have the game. I love mm-hmm. the game. The multiplayer is a little shaky right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I know. I'm not playing the campaign yet, but when I do play it, I will let you know how I like it. Right on. It's, no, it's no. on my short. It's on my short list of things to do. There's an honorable mention on my part on the, when I had a 360 the Xbox. I used to love Battlefield uh, Bad Company. Mm-hmm. I, that that to me, that I, was that, a good game. Battlefield yes. that was a great game. game. Yeah, Bad Company, like, great all, like all the Bad companies. Like I even bought the um, DLC that um, had the Vietnam. Um, mm-hmm aspect of it and had like mm-hmm. the tracks of that era and everything. that was like it was it was great that was to me that was like wow was, battlefield 4 came out two or three years ago i picked it up it was amazing it was great the problem i feel like the problem with that those games are kind of this like a more extreme version of like rainbow six they're yeah. hard yeah like you gotta be good like they're hard they're not yeah, easy yeah. games to play yeah. yeah what i used to always say was right. call of duty is more like the arcade 
game where you just mm-hmm. you know put a quarter in and you just go in and you can pick it up. This one was more like I gotta know a little bit of what I'm doing. You know, I yeah. can't just go in there and start you know just yeah. shooting everybody. It's a little bit more tactical. Yeah. So. And again, campaign is one thing, but I I am a multi a multiplayer. Yeah, multiplayer is different. Player yeah. usually, yeah. but I do I do enjoy a good campaign. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I love and campaign. I, I usually play them. Every Call of Duty I bought, I played the campaign in, except for Black Ops Cold War because I literally just got it maybe two weeks ago and I haven't really delved into it that much. So. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I play campaign and then when, when you get down here, you're you're definitely gonna co-op with me to make sure that the experience is all there and all that jazz. Oh yeah. We need to uh we need to move on, gentlemen. And um you move on. Everybody has highlights from Thanksgiving. But I'm I'm reading something else here that says uh that TV has beef with a certain staple of Food Network. Uh-oh. I do not like guys' grocery games. I do not. I just find it silly. It doesn't make any sense. It's a, it's, a, it's another show in a long list of shows on Food Network that don't make any sense. Well, I, I'm just saying. Well, not allowed in Flavor Town. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Donkey allowed in Flavor Town. Hey, I just got a notification that Donkey Sauce has entered the chat. Donkey sauce is in the chat. I'll show you donkey sauce. How about that? <laughs> Listen, guy Fieri I like has guy. Entered the chat I like guy Fieri. I like guy, I like guy Fieri. And people criticize drivers dining, dive, whatever diners, drivers, and diners. Just call it triple D. Listen. Everybody gives some shit for that show because like, oh, it's all unhealthy food. Look at the title of the show. Of course it is. But that's what you watch it for because it's like, it's like almost like near food porn. You know what I mean? Where it's like. Flavor Town does not count calories. Thank okay. you. I'm not trying to count I my points. That. I'm cool with that. But guys, grocery games. Okay. It's I, dumb. Change my mind. I see your guys, grocery games, triple G. Mm-hmm. I raise you supermarket stakeout. They both they're both terrible. No, that one's worse. They're both terrible. We're talking about people giving money to strangers for what they just purchased in the store and saying, All right, let's see what the hell you can make out of this. And it's cat litter, you know, tapioca, trash bags, <laughs> tobacco. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna make pickle bags. <laughs> I mean, at least guy does something, you know. Pretty interesting on the show. I don't care if he throws the screwball in there or his rules are stupid. Look, the judges are a little bit nicer than Chopped, okay? And Chopped is like, you know, high quality um, chefs that are judging the shit out of everybody that walks on that show, okay? The ice cream machine's always broken, let's be honest. The it's ice cream broken. machine never works. Every time they get to the dessert round. <laughs> it's done. It's somebody done. says, I'm going to do it. I'm like, oh, no. Baby. Oh, no, don't. No. Go, go, to, go to yoga round. Go to I yoga round. I feel like that's something on every cooking show. Like, anything. Like, the ice cream machine never works. It just doesn't. It's like a setup. Ice- it's, it's a folly. It's a. To- it it's so totally much. a trap. It's 100% it so just much a trap. Time. Listen, the ice so cream time. machine... The ice cream machine never works on Chopped, and no one beats Bobby Flay. Yeah, that's people do beat Bobby Flay. I, I have seen episodes where he loses. People do beat Bobby. Oh yeah, but nine times out of ten, that's like nine out of ten. Nine times out of ten, Bobby wins. You know, like every tenth episode, they have to give one to somebody. But 
Otherwise, it'd just be unfair. How dare you cast yeah. stones at right. the mayor of Flavortown? Listen, Bro, I'm gonna, I don't, I'm gonna I don't, a couple I, stones I, now. It's a stupid game. It's a stupid show. Like it just oh, is. Okay. I'm gonna throw a couple stones right now because y'all y'all want to talk about supermarket games and all that, but y'all have not mentioned Supermarket Sweep, the OG. Not this new, not this new shit that's going on. I'm talking about the old supermarket. TV, I need you to fly down here right now. We need to kidnap Jaime. Need... <laughs> Everybody have a nice week. Hey, I'll see you guys later. Hey, hey, I got my hands ready. Hey, I got my hands ready. You, you realize Supermarket Sweep has been resurrected from the dead. Yes, and I don't like the new one, but I like the old one because I yeah. I used to watch. No disrespect to Leslie Jones, but ain't the same. Want her hosting? I need my Pat Sajak look alike. <laughs> listen, shout out to Snoop Dogg. I love when he was bringing back Joker's Wild. I don't even know if that's still on air. <laughs> I don't think so. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Joker's Snoop Dogg Wild. high as hell coming out. Joker's <laughs> Wild. But come it's on, I mean, like, like, like people are ripping off Triple G. That's the reason why that show came back. Uh, Jaime. And that's the reason why the one broad needed to do supermarket stakeout because I could do something like Guy. And it's, that's just, that show gives me anxiety of the amount of bullshit those people go through. Yeah, amount of bullshit. <laughs> uh, but no, it's not better than, uh, Triple G is not better than Triple D. No. And no, no, like you said, awesome. when I watch when I watch Triple D, I'm not counting the points. You know, I'm not counting calories. I'm not counting the points. I, how absurd is someone to be like, "Oh, this is not healthy at all." <laughs> it has dives in the it has dives in the title. What do you expect? Exactly. What do you mean? Who doesn't love a good dive bar? Oh, these carrots are really good with the dressing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> wait. No. So here's wait. So here's the question. Sure. I'm not gonna Matt. We're not asking you this because no. Oh, actually, no. You said the side dishes were great at your Thanksgiving. What was your favorite side dish on Thanksgiving this year? The, the pineapple casserole. The pineapple casserole. Jaime? Uh, I want to say my mom did uh, some the uh, casserole, the green casserole. bean casserole, but green she casserole. did it. Di- yeah, but she did it different this time. She used like a cheese sauce on it. It mm-hmm. was like it was like it was completely like never had it before, and I was like, wow. That's and I'm not classic. really that that big. Yeah, I'm not really that big because I love mac and cheese. Like. I'll devour that, but that one, yeah. Casper with that cheese sauce on it, I was like, wow. See, that's one thing. My, like, I, like Matt, Matt knows, and obviously, probably everybody listening knows by now. My mother's Italian, so we never, she never did three bean casserole. That was like never a thing. It was always lasagna. Yeah. The <laughs> fucking lasagna. Um, hey, not this white sauce. Not white sauce. Mass- look what they did. Look what they did at this lasagna. What no are they doing with it? No white sauce. What is that? Jesus. <laughs> My mom did change it up this year too. She wrapped the bird, the bird in bacon this year. Wrapped the turkey oh, okay. in bacon, yeah. and okay. when, the, bacon. when the turkey was done, pulled the turkey out, took the bacon off the bird, chopped the bacon, and then mixed it in with the mashed potatoes. Nice, fire. Nice. Stop it. Next level. We should have gone. We should have should have gone Thanksgiving over there. You guys are always welcome. <laughs> Open door policy. I should have flew house. up. Jesus, I don't care. COVID included. <laughs> COVID included. Could have not have experienced. <laughs> I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Matt up from JFK's and be in a hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's gonna be neon. Where are my spuds? <laughs> Where are my spuds? I want my spuds. Hey, you're looking looking like uh, the Doc Brown. <laughs> looking like Doc Brown with the. Look like Doc Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Real. Morning. Morning. <laughs> 
Oh man. Speaking of with Thanksgiving, it's now mind you, I've like I've mentioned before, it's just been really hard uh getting back to the gym. And uh my fat ass says so because of my pants size. <laughs> and because you're a bitch. Just a little bit. Um who the hell is doing these workouts, these turkey trots? Savages. Massive pumps. Savages. Before they are eating pounds of turkey and yams and mashed potatoes. Who are you casseroles. kidding? Yes. Who are these people? Who are you I got, kidding? I got greens. Beans. Beans. Potatoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hang up her banner. Hang up her banner. Up she her deserved banner. it. She Drop. deserved it. Hi, mate. <laughs> Drop yes. right there. You yep. know what I mean. Yep. But I got beans. Beans. Potatoes. You need me. <laughs> you need me. Listen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck me, man. <laughs> Listen, was your dojo open Thanksgiving? My dojo was not open for Thanksgiving. No, my my <laughs> my professor is not that much of a psychopath, and he closed for the weekend of Thanksgiving and enjoyed it with his his family, with his wife and his and their and their one year old. And I'm very happy for them. Here's my thing about working out on Thanksgiving. I think it's a good idea before personally. I'm not doing no turkey trot. I'm not doing that. I don't want to go see Savages. a bunch of people. Savages. No, no, no. I don't want to see that. Like, will I get up in the morning, maybe do like a little run or a walk or something just to kind of get my body okay, ready? Okay, yeah, that's understandable. You got to remember too, also the way we do we do Thanksgiving in my family, we don't eat breakfast. We starve until dinner, okay? We earn that. Yes, we are thankful when dinner is on the table. You know what I'm saying? Why do you think so, Esto Legend was, you know, housed? He did the same thing. He was housed. Your father, your father is a gentleman and a scholar. He is. And he's he he the first guest like, on the yes. show. Um. But my family, well, not family, me and my brother, every year after Thanksgiving dinner, we usually go and take a walk, if you know hey. what I mean. Hey. And hey. put some hoops up. <laughs> this year in New York, thankfully, we've had snow some, some years on Thanksgiving. This year it was actually, it was 60 and sunny, so it was nice. So we played That's a little cool. basketball, took it easy, nothing too serious, you know, but I don't know about working out hard. I know people that work out really hard before, after Thanksgiving dinner, all that Listen, Thanksgiving is a day for me to eat a lot of food. So Thank I, you. I don't think that's the day if you're going to start your fitness journey. Thanksgiving should not be the day. But who the fuck Listen, am I? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The same thing with Christmas doing, you know, the jingle jog. And it's like, what? No, no, no. no. Here's here's the thing. only yeah. jingle here's... jog I'm doing is jingling my ass out of bed and jogging downstairs to go make a cup of coffee in the morning. That's my man. See, see, here's the thing. This, this, this turkey jogs, jingle jogs, all this extracurricular activities. The only walks I'm doing are like the walks that we know. I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to take my time too because I'm going to come back and I'm going to destroy it. That's, that's all it. I'm saying. That's, that's, that's it. That's, that's the un- only thing you're going to see me understood do. understood does not have to be explained. You, you, you want to give me a medal? You want to give me a certificate? That's fine. I'm taking a walk. You <laughs> I'm taking a walk. Even a walk. <laughs> oh man, that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely splendid. No working out for the holiday. Just eat and be fat. Just like yeah, but you should have gotten your ass in the gym today, though. No, because I had to go to the office. 
and I'm going to be lifting a shitload of stuff to move into my new house because that's going to be really soon. That's what I'm saying. You go to the gym and get your back strong. Otherwise, you're gonna pull a you're gonna pull a disc or something. You're right. I'll pay people to do it. That's right. That's a better idea. You're right. That, oh, that's good. You won't be two hundred <laughs> IQ play right there. Two hundred yeah. IQ play. Oh, that's, look at that. That's how, that's how my creative player is doing. He's all look, IQ. Right all IQ. That's it. <laughs> Good heavens. Look at the time. I, I, my schedule is busy, man. I, I don't know if I can help you move. <laughs> Are you going to turn into a pumpkin? I, What's happening? You, didn't, you never set a date, but I'm going to be busy that day. <laughs> I don't I'm pretty sure my legs going to be broken that day. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> I know I will be moving out of town. So I'm going to bid you farewell. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a wonderful installment of the Estebro TV podcast. We thank you for hanging in there for every second. We could not thank you more for downloading, subscribing, streaming, commenting, leaving your reviews, all that jazz across the board. Please keep doing that. Tell your friends, tell your families, tell your loved ones. Share my nightmare of a Thanksgiving with them. I'm sure they will get a kick out of that. The Estebro TV podcast has been officially sponsored by the Plurler Blood Prince and his famous Christmas ornaments that have been absolutely selling like hotcakes. Get yours today. Find out the link will be in the description for the Instagram so that you could get your own holiday ornament this holiday season. Once again, this has been Estebro, and all across in the airwaves is my good friend TV. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been another week of this shit. We appreciate you staying here with us. Hope everybody had a good holiday. And again, we are very thankful for each and every one of you that's listening. Take care. See you next week. Like I said, I am just topping off the cherry off the in uh, the Sunday podcast Sunday. Uh, once again, thanks again to everybody listening. Subscribe, like us. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of surprises up that we're working on that's coming up soon. So you guys be on the lookout for that. Once again, thanks so much for everyone. And I promise I will get the social media for the podcast up. I'm just lazy, but I will get it. <laughs> hey, in the meantime, Jaime, all our social media is going to be in the description, right? Yes. For now, it's going to be our personal. Yeah, there's going to be our personal, our personal um, pages right now. But I, I am planning on having Estebro's own page for Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything, and I'll be in the description. You're beautiful. Right man. on. <laughs> right on. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Right, good show. Good show. Great show. Great job. <laughs>